right. Hello and welcome to Two People in a Podcast. We are your host, Zach, uh, Zachless Cage and Cageless Cage. Those are our names. We're sons of, we're sons yeah. of Nicholas Cage. Yeah, that's my Nick uh, Cage impression. I don't know where he God. does that. But... <laughs> there, should, there should be a, uh, there should be like a remake of Napoleon Dynamite, but Nicholas Cage plays Napoleon Dynamite. That'd be cool. He would just that do would be like cool. a really bad impression of him the entire movie. Yeah, he he'd be like pretending to be doing impression. You know, whenever like Nicolas Cage gets like super like I guess kind of like sarcastic and condescending, that that's that's he could act that way the entire movie. Yeah, I love that. Because Napoleon, um... what? Napoleon, oh Napoleon Dynamite acts that way the entire movie. I'm sure he can too. Man, I've never seen that movie, but I want to. You've never seen it? No. Okay, guys, and then we were going to do an episode about Cyberpunk, but now this is an episode about <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. We're just going to be watching it, and you can hear us in the background. Yeah. You know, people would um, actually like that, though. People just like like uh, having something on. Yeah. We, we could do ASMR. Yeah. Um. Anyway, leaving from that subject, this is the new – or this is the first episode of our new season, season two. Um, it's still in this but you know, uh, a new season. So to celebrate our new season, we have been working tremendously hard to improve the quality. So um, you'll probably notice it with the intro that played at the beginning, uh, made by our friend Carter. He he's also a host on Bonus Level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go Carter. Not only Wait. that, but we took the chance to improve the quality of microphones, episode scripts, artwork, and editing. Hell yeah. Hey. No cussing. <laughs> anyway. No, that's a cuss. Because <laughs> they were allowed to say it in, uh, in Seoul. Yeah, but they said it in the other way. All right, all right, all right. So what now, bro? Um. Anyway, I think we are basically the best podcast around at this point. Yeah. No well, let's, let's move on to the topic of today's episode. This is part one of our two-part series about the cyberpunk universe. Woo! <clears throat> In this... Yeah, woo! Uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool to talk about. So in this part, we're going to be exploring the genre of cyberpunk. This includes the characters, history, ideology, and famous pieces of media set in the cyberpunk universe. And we'll even, near the end, we'll kind of sum up and basically introduce next week's episode set it up um which we will be talking about um cyberpunk 2077 uh i know how much Cade loves that game yeah bro i play it literally every day it's actually kind of a problem because i i play it so much that uh zach has to like rip me off the screen every time i need to go somewhere it's it's true yeah he knows everything about it so i think he gets right the script for that episode yeah. You know, honestly, um, I would say that I'm probably the best player in the game and could beat up anybody else. Is that game multiplayer? He, yeah, it's multiplayer because I know everything about the game. It's not multiplayer. <laughs> yes, it is. There's a secret multiplayer mode. I think, I think they're making a multiplayer, but they might have. I think they postponed it because of how bad the game's doing. <laughs> um, Go ahead and follow us on social media to keep updated with episodes or other content we release. Our Instagram is at andapodcast. And if you get the chance to um, then tell us how you found us, we're, we're interested in knowing because, like, we don't know how people discover us. I don't know if it's from 
me being super cool or Cade doing weird stuff. Um, <laughs> but you can message us either on our Instagram or our Anchor, which is where our podcast is hosted. And if you're listening from our college campus, then hi, how are you? You're beautiful. Also, we should make a Twitter. We should make a Twitter. Because um, honestly, Twitter is probably the best way that we're going to get recognized. For real. As for our sources, we're using Wikipedia, uh, Bruce Beth Key's short story, Cyberpunk, and Urban Dictionary. Anyway, let's get into it. Okay, you ready, Cade? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, you have to read this story. I know. God. Reno ordered... Oh, fuck. Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Start over. Uh, I don't know. I'm still not sure what to do. Just do any voice. Just do any, any voice. Reno ordered up a smart cab, and we piled out of buddies. No more riding the transies for us. We were going in style. We charged a smart cab off to some law company and cruised all over East Side. Riding the boulevards got stale after a while, so we rerouted to this library. We do a lot of fun at the library, because nobody ever bothers us there. Nobody ever goes there. We said, we Mm. God damn it. I'm so bad. <laughs> no, you're not. You're doing fine. I was really I gotta immersed restart. in your Okay. All right. Reno ordered up. <sighs> I don't know why I keep messing up. It's fine. Even I'm... if you're stutter, it's fine. No one's judging you. I don't care if you judge me. I just want to be perfect. Uh... I'm sorry to say, kid, but you're perfect already. Oh, thanks, bro. Okay, light. Let's do this for real. Please cut out all of that, by the way. Uh, we'll see. You're just gonna leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> so hurry, do it, do it. Come on, bro. Why are there quotes at the beginning of the sentence if it's not somebody saying anything? Leave me alone. I'm quoting the entire story. I'm citing my sources, dude. Oh, okay. Do you know nothing about MLA format? I have composition one, bro. I'm a master at it. You're right. My bad. Anyway, get to reading. Reno ordered up a smart cab and we piled out of buddies. No more riding the transies for us. We're going in style. We charged a smart cab off of some law company and cruised all over East State. East Side. Riding the boulevards got stale after a while, so we rerouted to the library. We do a lot of our fun at the library because nobody ever bothers us there. Nobody ever goes there. We set the smart cab, still on the law company account, off to West Side. Getting past the guards and the librarians was just a matter of flashing some ID, then we zipped off into the sacks. Now, you've got to ID your away your life to get on the Libsy's terms, which isn't worth half a scare when your ID is all fudged like ours is, and they watch real careful. But they move their terms around a lot, so they've got parts of line all over the building. We found an unused port, and me and Georgie kept watch while Reno plugged in his microterm and got on the line. Get me into the net, he said, handing me the term. We don't have a stored opsies yet for netting, so Reno give me the fast and tricky jobs. Through the data phones, I got us out of the ellipses and into the city net. Now, olders will never understand. They still think a computer has got to be a brain in a single box. I can get the same results with opsies stored in hundred places. Once I tie them together, nearly every computer has got a data phone port. CityNet is a great linking system. 
and Reyna's microterm has the smarts to do the job clean and fast, so nobody flags on us. I pulled the compiler out of Georgie's old man's computer and got into our net. Then I handed the term back to Reyna. This is a passage from a short story by Bruce. Bruce, Bruce. I forgot. How Bruce. do you pronounce his name again? <laughs> Bruce Bethke. Thank you. I think that's what it is. This is a passage from a short story by Bruce Bethke. The short story itself is called Cyberpunk, and believe it or not, this 1980s story coined the term cyberpunk, which is now infamous as being the word used to describe an entire genre. Da-da-da. I bet you're wondering, Zach, what does the term cyberpunk even mean? Well, today is your lucky day, as is every day that we release a new podcast episode. Um, our definition of the genre cyberpunk comes from the user, or we're, I'm going to be using the definition from the user Big Eek on Urban Dictionary because Urban Dictionary is the most reliable source of information. Big Obviously. Eek, which is a really cool name, defines cyberpunk as a sci-fi genre that incorporates cybernetic implants, computer hacking, and high technology, usually pitting independent hackers against mega corporations and police. Um, which I, I think is pretty um, pretty accurate. Like if you just want to describe the series as a or the uh, genre as a whole, like there there are different um, like this this is more like a literal definition instead of like a I guess like genre definition itself. Uh, but I have a it's question. Pretty... Yeah, what's up? Would you describe Akira as cyberpunk? Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's yeah. We'll get into that soon. Uh, but cyberpunk is like a big contender for cyberpunk. It it actually inspired so many things. You mean Akira? Um, yeah, yeah. What what I say? You said cyberpunk. Oh yeah, Akira inspired so many cyberpunk things. It's crazy. Um, I think honestly, Akira might be like, if not the the most, it might be one of the most uh, what's the word? Inspirational things for the cyberpunk genre as a whole. Really? That's um, cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's actually like yeah. Um, anyway. While this definition does not completely encapsulate what cyberpunk is all about, it does point out some of the biggest tropes of the genre. It is also noteworthy to point out that the genre itself is so vast, and each piece of media can be ultimately different depending on whoever is creating the world. Regardless of such, we're here to point out some of the most defining characteristics of the genre. So let's um, let's start out with the setting. Um, I think one thing that most uh, cyberpunk stories have in common is probably the the setting because they all take place in like these like giant cities called mega cities um which is like defined as having a population of 10 million or more um these cities usually have a ton of skyscrapers some weird architecture that looks like cool and futuristic bright neon lights and a lot of crime there's crime everywhere um the tone of the genre is prominently dystopian, especially with the uh, comeuppance of corrupt mega corporations. Um, that also seems to be a very prominent theme: is the fact that there's a bunch of mega corporations. Um, these mega corporations might even be the ones who govern. There might not even be like a government. There just might be mega corporations that enforce the laws. Another important setting is the internet and virtual reality, but we'll get into that later. Hey, so you know what? Yeah, what's up? I'm pretty what? sure the Lorax is technically cyberpunk. Why? Because everything is ruled by a corporation in a post-apocalyptic uh, city that's super big and depends on like futuristic technology, like air purification. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But 
it might be like a subgenre of uh cyberpunk i i have some listed uh in the script maybe it's it, it could be like a I, I don't know we'll just have to see um but we have referred to the lorax too many times in recent uh memory so how about we stop <laughs> talking about it because i don't want to be reminded of them once or anymore <laughs> if you if you guys don't know um Kate told me to look up something, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's about the Wunzler. Oh no, it's it's horrible. Um, yeah, most said, or most stories in cyberpunk have um, rebels as their protagonist. They may, they could be a hacker or so, uh, talented in some other way. Um, they might seem like the outlaw or the bad guy, but in their eyes, they're rebelling against the Orwellian world that they live in. Um, hence the punk and cyberpunk. More so, the plot may contain some noir elements, utilizing the hero's journey to place the protagonist in a unique situation, like being the only one who has the opportunity to take down megacorporations and free society from the restraints of technology. Um, which I gotta agree with too, because um, you know, I, I think at least from what I've seen, like The Matrix, uh, Akira, even the cyberpunk game, it's like you played like this, like kind of like street thug, you know um yeah or a guy who isn't accepted that well by technology or not technology society you know like in the matrix neo's like kind of like a loner but he works like an office job um and akira the guy's a biker and then in uh cyberpunk you play as like this dude who lost everything and now you're like a thug doing jobs and it they basically go up against some mega corporation and um you know like along the way they're like whoa we need to save society the genre <laughs> The genre of cyberpunk has been evolving for decades before it was properly established. Um, after the science fiction, or after science fiction found its footing in the 1960s, the media used it as a way to explore issues like computers, capitalism, dystopian futures, and science. Science. <laughs> science rules. This, coupled with new technologies, storytelling like defying the common archetypes brewed in a pot for a few decades until the genre was, was completely re realized. Um, which I think is um, pretty significant to note because cyberpunk has been like a long time coming. Um, because like, if you remember, like, do you remember like the, well, we don't remember it because we weren't born then, but you remember, I remember, do you ever see stuff from like the 60s and 70s and it was like sci-fi, but it was like that like weird, like comic sci-fi yeah, um, we're like, there's a ton of buildings and flying cars, and yeah. Yeah, kind of like the, uh, what's that one show? The, uh, the Jetsons. Jetsons. Yeah. It's, that actually helped to uh, make the cyberpunk genre. It, it like, because each of these different things contain these different elements that um, pretty much just like kind of led up to it. Some of the most important authors to contribute to the genre were Harlan Ellison, who is the author of I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Uh, which I talked about in a previous episode, Isaac Asimov, who was one who was the, one of the first people to explore the reality of artificial intelligence and robots. He, I think he actually made the uh, like the laws of robotics. I think he was the guy who did that. Um, which basically What's says his name again? Isaac Asimov. I think he was Russian. Oh. I'll look it up, bro. All right, and uh, J.G. Ballard, who not only focused his writing on creating deep postmodern worlds like the ones that would follow cyberpunk, but also explore transhumanism, which is probably one of the most defining traits of cyberpunk. And we'll explain that soon. Um, and then if you kind of want to get into more current stuff, because that, that laid the foundation 
of uh, the cyberpunk genre. It's coined as the uh, new wave that they were a part of. And... Oh, by the way, you were right. Oh, so he did do that? Yeah, he wrote iRobot, which is the book that had the laws of robotics in it. And he <laughs> he's American, however. Oh, okay. What about the Will Smith thing? Is the Will Smith thing based off of that? I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah, this is a good movie, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it, kid? I've never um, seen it. I want to. You have not seen a lot of stuff. Wow. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, but you haven't seen a lot of stuff I've watched, so. Oh, uh, yeah. I get Fair point. Fair point. I've just been all my days watching Netflix. Nice, bro. Um, yeah, it's a life. I'm living the dream. Um, these authors, along with many others, coined, are coined as part of the new wave. If these were the people who laid the foundation for the genre through the realistic approach to these topics, then who were the ones who defined the genre and who popularized it? The genre of cyberpunk, while it was still evolving, is known as uh, proto-cyberpunk, which sounds Whoa. super cool. Yeah. The novel Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick is seen as one of the... Oh my god, I'm so immature. Is seen as one of the contenders of defining the genre. This story is about a bounty hunter who is hunting down six escaped androids. This was adapted into a movie called Blade Runner. I'm sure what? you guys have heard about that. I yeah. haven't seen that either. Oh my gosh. Cade, you're on a roll for not saying stuff. I know. I neither. I. It's not that I don't want to. I just forget that these things exist until you bring them up. Yeah, I, I get that. I actually keep a list of like movies that I want to see whenever I hear about them. I want so to, way, but I always forget to do it. You're forgetting to... For, yeah, nice. <laughs> so, you, so you need to do something to help you remember stuff, but you forget to do that? Yeah. So you're just stuck in like an endless cycle of pain and torture. Yeah. Because you can't see the movies you want to watch. I'm a tortured soul because I can't watch Netflix. <laughs> Dude, one I told Kate this last night, and I think you should take it to heart. Um, this quote Bobble really boy? changed my life. No, no, no. The quote says, "Be such a dope soul that people will crave your vibes." And oh honestly, that's a, why do you love that so much? <laughs> that's a piece of advice you could live by. All right. Um, well, I, I don't, don't understand. I don't think so, I don't think that, I, I don't think it's as good as uh whatever floats your goat, but. Whatever floats your goat. That makes no sense. It makes all of the sense. Why you do goats think... float? Why do goats float, kid? Explain that to me. Man, if I knew how goats floated, I wouldn't be here recording a podcast with you. I'd be oh. I'd be sailing around the world with a raft made of goats, you know? Oh, because cause they're floating? Yeah. Dude, honestly, if that's kind of mean if you did that. You only need one goat to float. Goats um, do indeed float. Yeah, but then my whole the, I'd be using it more as like a like a lifesaver than anything. Like I, my whole body would be in the water. I don't want to be in the water. So that's why I need multiple. I think I'd stack them together like Jenga pieces and turn it sideways. You're so awful. How do they hang on to each other? I would interlock their horns. Nice. I want to be. Goat. and then i will like let my you see the thing about goats is like if they don't get a haircut they'll die if i was a goat i'd let you float on me thank you or use me I as would... a flotation device is what i mean i'd i'd be weird that'd be weird though 
because I don't think I would ever use a goat to float. I think I'd rather have a boat. I think I could buy a boat for cheaper than I could buy a goat. Well, if a goat came up to you and gave you consent for using it as a flotation device, would you not take that opportunity to do so? Can you go, can, can the goat talk to me? Yeah. No, no, no. It has, like, two buttons for yes and no. And oh. you asked it if Where? you can use it as a flotation device, and it, and it pressed the button that says yes. Oh, why would I ask you that? I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm just no, saying, no. like, the, you're, the goat You're the consented. one who created this situation. You need to make everything super thorough, dude. Thorough. Because what if people ask you... What if the FBI asks you this question? And if Man, you got it wrong... Half of people who write stuff just go as they write as they go. Dude, I'm so tired right now. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god. I just drank coffee too. What the heck? I tried to. I think Carter put something in my coffee to make me sleepy. He did. Like uh like the sleep the sleeping pills he got or the sleep aids? Yeah. Uh, um cuz yeah, I'm getting tired. Anywho, let's go back to the story instead of talking about goats, even though goats are pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Another influential novel is um, ne- Neuromancer by William Gibson. I don't know how to say that. This story is about a computer hacker who was caught stealing from his employer, employer. and so he's unhirable anywhere because they like they like. I guess they gave him like this gas. And it's like it's kind of like a like a think like a, a fingerprint like thing for your phone except like the gas was like stuck in his I don't know how it works but it like it gave this toxin to him in his kidneys and he can't do anything to get hired anywhere because it's it that identifies him whenever he goes in anywhere and it's like unhirable unhirable oh that's like makes- um that's like if you tried to steal something and then take the tag off and that little ink thing he sprays itself on you. Yeah, exactly like that almost. But um he uh but this girl helped him and or this woman helped him, my bad. <laughs> and she was like, Oh wait, like even though I replaced your kidney or whatever, you're gonna have to help me do this job or else you're gonna die because it has this toxin in it that's gonna kill you. So yeah. uh he's gotta help her. And uh, yes. Um, and then, okay, so with both of these stories, um, do androids dream of electric sheep and neuromancer? You can probably see how these contain certain tropes that will probably become prevalent in the cyberpunk universe. Like, yeah. Um, and also you can see how it's like an enticing genre for people to just like delve into and make stuff with. Um, which brings us to our next topic. What famous TV shows slash movies slash games... Um, have this genre or have this genre <laughs> use this genre so obviously we talked about blade runner um the matrix is another good example and i think the matrix could is rather um defined as like not 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 cyberpunk but post cyberpunk which is like a subgenre of cyberpunk post drop cyberpunk is like um it, it's kind when, of like when imagine the big the world. boys won when the big corporations took over well, not except, that, I'd say that's kind of big cyberpunk. corporations. It's a robot. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's more like um, I, I mean, you're onto something there, but it's more like <laughs> cyberpunk imagines the world in like this super grim and nihilistic way in which the corporations are like, you know, evil, and the pers- the protagonist is like a rebel who hates 
the corporations and they don't really contribute to society that much. Post cyberpunk is like, hey, why can't we just have all these futuristic elements, but have it to be like, let's say the the you know the main character, he's not exactly a rebel, but he's more like a, somebody who contributes to society. But then maybe he wants to go do something else, you know. So it's it has kind of like less severe, uh, a less severe tone. Like it's saying like, yes, the future will be this way, but it's not going to be as bad as we think it is. Um, and I I think that's kind of like the matrix because in the matrix the guy doesn't exactly like you know he isn't like a rebel i mean he's like a hacker man he's just a dude who's trying to get by in life yeah exactly and the corporation they're not really seen as the bad guy it's more of the you know the virus and stuff or whatever viruses virus guys um and then there are some other movies like robocop which i have never seen but i think cade mentioned it like 12 times so i'm pretty sure i've seen it yeah it's a good movie would you say it's cyberpunk uh yeah actually i mean it it's set i don't remember it's been a while since i've seen it but i rem- i think i remember it being set in the future i know like the guy who gets turned into robocop uh he was yeah. like hurt really bad and then he went under the proce- under a procedure to become the robocop the and, robocop uh, so I yeah I'm assuming so. Yeah yeah I uh, I need to watch that. I'm I keep saying you haven't watched anything, but then I haven't seen RoboCop. So who am I? Okay, to say I just want to say though, in one scene in that movie, there's like a a thing of like this woman scientist like uh picking his head up and kissing him, and it's when it's it's like early That's on. Head? Yeah yeah, like, it's like it's the like, camera on his head, head. like you. Can, no, oh, no, 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 okay. like, it's the, it's the camera on his head. She picks the camera up and kisses it, but she kisses right on the camera. So she's just kissing a camera lens, and it's like, why did you do that? Why did you kiss the camera lens? <laughs> it predicted OnlyFans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, And then there's uh, 12 Monkeys, which it's kind of cyberpunk. At least it's, like, more of, like, a, what's it called? Steampunk? Not steampunk. Uh... What's the mix between like cyberpunk and steampunk? It'd be like diesel punk, I think. Man, I it's don't know. Like, that movie was a fever dream, dude. Uh, I don't even remember it. Uh, yeah, the, uh, Ready the guy Player who One. Back in time. Yeah, Bruce Willis, and it has uh, that really cool dude. Uh, what's his Brad name? Pitt? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, Ready Player One's another notable example. I think that one's pretty cyberpunk. Um, Tron, which is like super stylized. And then this movie called Hackers, which is about these hackers. Um, they're, they're pretty good movies, so watch them. Um, but cyberpunk is especially popular in Japan, which led to some of the most influential media for the genre. I'm talking about Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and Cowboy Bebop. Um, Kate, have you seen any of these besides Akira? Um, I watched a bit of Cowboy Bebop. It's pretty good. Uh, Me too. I have definitely seen Akira two times. Uh, both with you, actually. Yeah. And I and know then, about Ghost in the Shell, but I still haven't watched it. Do you know what it's about? Because I, I don't know what it's about. I haven't seen it. I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, I, I want to watch it, um, but I, I can't right now. Uh, but Akira's really good. Um, it's like it's so something... The animation is so freaking smooth. It is. I think it was in like 60 frames. It had to be or something. because it It's just looks crazy. So it's so fun to look at. 
my favorite part of the movie is is at the end where he has that like robo like it's it's like a the mechanical robo flash thing. yeah yeah it, it, and it like starts like like uh bursting from his arm and like attaching to the ground and and, and stuff that's the coolest part of the movie because it's so well animated yeah it's like super fluid and nasty too like if human flesh was just like goo then that would be like what it looked like and then uh cowboy bebop's kind of like a different it's it's more of like the i guess it's kind of like grayed out it's kind of toneless but it's like really cool but whenever i watch it i just feel like super alone for some reason i'm just like oh my god <laughs> and then i think i i haven't seen ghost in the shell but i, I think it's about i think it mainly focuses on like corporations and futuristic tech and stuff i could be wrong cool. um but yeah so those are three animations that are really influential um and then moving on to video games we got deus ex we got system shock which is like a predecessor to bioshock and bioshock could be considered as its own um punk like water punk i'm pretty sure that's bioshock um uh beneath the still sky which is like this cool point and click game the metal gear series um mirror's edge and obviously cyberpunk 2077 mirror's edge is so good Mir mirror's edge is good um but the second one is kind of not good. Second one's horrible. The first one's really fun. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. It's pretty bad. Um, but those are I I don't know. I really like the games. Uh, or I really like like uh, Mirror's Edge, Metal Gear. Uh, some of the Metal Gears, I guess. I, I just recently played uh, Metal Gear. Was it Raiden? Raiden? Something like that. Me Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Rising Revengeance. That's a long name. It is. It's uh, a good Vengeance. game, dude. Yeah, it's a it's fitting title really cool. of a game so rad. <laughs> so rad. And then I've heard of Deus Ex, and I know that's like really cyberpunk. I think that pretty much like encapsulates the entire cyberpunk uh, story or Never like, elements it. into it. Not, neither have I. System Shock. Uh, cyberpunk is pretty much cyberpunk. <laughs> And anyway, if you're interested in like watching or playing any of these games, then go ahead. It's pretty interesting to see how they compare to other like stuff of the genre. And now I want to point out some subgenres of cyberpunk. And believe me, there are a lot. And each is interesting in their own right. It's it's kind of like I want to make the comparison that it's like similar to the Pokemon Eevee because Eevee has like a bunch of evolutions for like kind of like a theme. You know, like there's like the fire Eevee, the water Eevee, the electric Eevee. Am I, am I yeah. doing the right Pokemon? Flareon, Vaporeon, Sylveon. I'm pretty sure that's not the right one. Yeah. Oh, Jolteon. Those are the basic ones, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Cyberpunk's kind of the same way. Um, There's post-Cyberpunk, which I talked about. There's Biopunk, which is like Cyberpunk, but instead of like technology, it's more like a fusion of technology and plants, or life, I guess. There's Clockpunk, which is like Steampunk. Okay, wait, let me say steampunk. Steampunk is, like, imagine, like, Victorian age stuff, but kind of, like, more, kind of a little bit more advanced than that, I guess. And clock. Well, I, you, I think steampunk is, like, uh, I think a good way to explain it is taking the technology of the time and pushing it to its limits. You know? Oh, like, like um, like I they say, use... like, early 1900s technology, though. I was just gonna say, I think it's like early nineteen hundreds. No, dude, really? Nineteen hundreds? Say it is then. 
what, 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 like, what, what year or what, what decade would you define it as steampunk? I would say it's more like the 19th century. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. And clockpunk is basically it's it's been described as clockpunk has been described as steampunk without the steam because it's like Victorian era stuff kind of. And then there's diesel punk, which is like. It's hard to describe, but it looks super industrial, and it's pretty... If you ever played the uh, Wolfenstein games, that's basically steampunk. There's Atom Punk, which is, like, Fallout uses that as inspiration. It's kind of, like, stuck in the 60s kind of thing. Um, but, like, if you apply that to the entire technology thing, there's Stone Punk, which is what the Flintstones are in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an actual thing. <laughs> that's and then there's nano. Yeah, and then there's, like, Nanopunk, which is, like, have you ever played the game Crisis or heard of it? No. Oh, it's it's kind of like this fusion of like where biopunk is like like these like I don't know like life and technology. Nanopunk would be more like technology and humans. It's like a like a combination of it. Like we're so intertwined and stuff. Um, cool. Yes. They're, That's they're what really, I hope I my, happens. I think I think my favorite uh, would probably be Adam Punk. Because I really like the style of it. It's if you ever played the Fallout games, then that's pretty much what it looks like. Well, it, the pre-war era stuff. My favorite um, is Nanopunk, but only because I want that to happen. You want the robotic suits and stuff, dude? I want to be a robot, man. I want to be like super, you know, like enhanced yeah. in any way possible. It would be cool. And, like, I think it's entirely possible. I think because, you know, we already have um, robotic limbs, you know, that work pretty well for people that they're able to control just using their brain. It's crazy. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. So I just can't wait until we're able to have uh, enhancements like that regularly, you know, like it's a normal thing for people to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, I could replace I, my I'm kind of excited for the future. Yeah, yeah, I could replace my eyes too. I could replace a bunch of stuff. I could make myself have bigger legs or something, or like a seam short. <laughs> Zach, and then you like, were fine. My legs just extend. Oh my I god, get, yeah. dude! Honestly, that's that's what I'd get. I'd get longer legs or something. Dude, like that. I'm... I just can't help but imagining you with like legs that are completely disproportionate. Like, like they're yeah, like. like... Uh, have you seen that one SpongeBob episode where like he had really like uh muscular thighs yeah i'd be like, like um <laughs> i'd be like uh you know like uh charlie from always sunny you know like his uncle who's like he's a miracle hand with the like, hand prosthetics <laughs> yeah that'd be me i just have like really like like three foot lo- or like five foot long legs like they look like stilts they'd be like, You'd look like really patrick really in the spongebob movie. movie at the end of it yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely would. That that video that there that song was so good. You know, I'm a goofy goober. Rock. Um. Anyway, going. Oh wait, no, wait, wrong part. Um. So now we're gonna be talking about the final thing and the most important thing. Um. Just, just why? You know, like, what is cyberpunk all about? Yeah, um, I, don't I like. Know. I like to believe that cyberpunk is like an extreme look at our future. Um, like, imagine, like, look at how Biopunk imagines a world that is engulfed with life. 
Cyberpunk kind of imagines that world, but it's engulfed in technology. And we could very well be heading that way. Um, I do believe that Cyberpunk is an exaggeration of the possible future we could have, but I think some elements will remain like mega cities, corporations controlling everything, and humans and uh, machines coexisting together. Um, But going further into the world of Cyberpunk, it draws from a manner of inspirations. Um, It depicts a dystopian world, a world that is full of nihilism despite the advances made to improve humanity. This largely speaks to the, to the idea of postmodernism, which is kind of hard to explain, but I will try my best, at least in the context of the show. So if we're in a modern society, then where do we go from here? Like, not technology-wise, but philosophically. Um, Bro. So you know how we... What? I just want to say I am so excited for the future in terms of, like... I know I said that already, but in terms of technology, but also, like you said, like, how our society is going to change, like, with norms and stuff. because. It's inevitable. There's no way that we're not going to become like, and this isn't saying in this isn't being like weird or anything, but there's no way that we won't become like the best version of ourselves because we we have infinite time, unless we you know destroy ourselves or something else destroys us. That's a pretty good possibility, at least with the destroying ourselves part. But I feel like we've kind of gone away we, from that in the sixties. We always managed to kind of we always managed to kind of like scoot ourselves out of the way of disaster right at the last minute uh, yeah you remember well you, i'm sure you've heard of it but that situation where that guy in, in the sub was like yeah yeah they, the, the, they where he was... had like he it was like a false alarm like an, an, a nuke was being sent to russia and he was like no you know what i'm not gonna send a nuke back and if you would have sent that nuke then probably all of humanity would have been destroyed because we would have destroyed that's, each other. A, that's amazing to think that all of humanity rested on one man's decision. It's terrifying. Man. Wherever he is now, I don't know really how the universe works, but wherever he is now, I hope he's happy. I, I, I hope so too. I'm. I think he might be dead though. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know, <laughs> but you know, Dude, what I mean. don't worry. He's living in a really cool world or something. If there's yeah. a heaven, um. You're pretty optimistic also. I've been like speaking about how cyberpunk is like super grim and stuff and like how that could be the future, but you're just like, I'm really excited for the future. Are you kidding, man? There's no way we're not going to become the best that we can be. Like I said, unless we destroy ourselves, we have infinite time. And if we've destroyed ourselves, then obviously uh, we have no reason to exist if we're that petty. I mean, think about it all the time. All of us argue about all of these problems, and sure, they're real problems. But at the same time, I feel like, I feel like in general, it's 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 stupid for humanity to argue with itself. I think we should all, um, like join together for like a better cause, like you know, the improvement of, you know, the human race in general, like, uh, and and animals definitely. I'm really excited for lab-grown meat. Because that means that we'll finally be able to, you know, eat meat without hurting animals, you know? I know that's kind of off topic, but that's kind of like an example. That's why I'm excited. Because, you know, technology uh, gives us, uh, you know, t- technology uh, helps us improve, you know? Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. Um but, I mean, who knows what things are going to be like in the future. I feel like they could either go... Well, they could go in a manner of different directions. But at least 
it's either aligning towards like this really optimistic future where we're using it for good where we're using technology for good and we're understanding each other or it could be seen as this like super pessimistic world where everything sucks and you know like we're, we're kind of we kind of i guess made our we trapped ourselves in this like whole like of technology and corporations controlling the world that we really can't do anything um and i'm hoping that it'll go one way instead of i honestly don't know, think that'll I'm, happen because if people get angry enough about it, then uh, we're, we'll be good. I mean, just look at uh, all these movements that are happening now. People are getting angry and people are realizing the, the bad stuff that's happening. And they're doing stuff to change it, you know? I mean, if, if we're willing to get off our butts and, and do stuff for smaller issues, not to say that any issue is too small, I'm just saying, comparatively to, like, the things that we worry about, like nuclear like uh, destruction yeah. yeah, like I, I think that yes, humans can be dumb, but I think we're scared enough of death to um motivate us to not uh blow each other up. <laughs> Let's hope. Um, yeah, I I I gotta agree with you there. Um, but I do think corporations will be pretty big. I think they'll be bigger than they are now. Um, and I definitely think that humans and machines will kind of, we'll, we'll have like cyborgs and stuff, I guess. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, let's see where it was. Not technology-wise, but, or wait, if we are in a modern society, then where do we go from there? Not, not, not technology-wise, but philosophically. We evolve to continuously develop new thoughts about things. We used to think one thing, now we may think the opposite, and we naturally want to rebel against the thing that we have been conditioned to believe for so long. Um, and the best example I can use, I can uh, use to describe uh, um, postmodernism is from the movie Gremlins Two. Uh, so this <laughs> film, no, 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 seriously, this film is like all about postmodernism. This takes okay, so basically capitalism is to the extreme um, because the film itself takes in like this giant corporation building that i think kind of like models or like it, it, it's kind of like a joke to like trump towers i guess in the way that there's like this giant seat or there's a ceo with like this giant tower building and basically everything keeps getting more and more futuristic in the building like they have like futuristic elevators and keep in mind this movie was made in like the 90s and they have like all this it's kind of normal now but at least back then it would have been seen as like like this like kind of parody of like what the future could be like um and at the end of the movie, the C after his building gets like ransacked by uh, gremlins and stuff, and they destroy him, the CEO like finds like this main character's like picture of his hometown, and he's like, "Whoa, this is like this is an amazing idea. How about we do this?" So he finds renewability, re renewability, and repurposing a quaint little town, which is in like juxtaposition to the corporation because they're like the exact opposite. He's finding new in the old. Um, and not only that, but the film constantly subverts the audience expectations. Now, um, going back to the cyberpunk, like breaking. Or, well, the I guess if you want multiple to... times. Yeah, the the term itself is used to, used to describe an extreme element and then rebelling against it. Like not, yeah, like the title of cyberpunk, because you know, like I was telling Cade off the show, cyber and punk, like literally, like it's a punk. And they're kind of like rebelling against like the cyberistic uh, future that they're in. Um, hence, the world, the extreme world of technology ruled by corporations and the punk hacker. 
Um, moving on to the corporation aspect more, it is described as late stage capitalism. So and that, that's currently what we're in, I guess, in society right now. Um, and cyberpunk also depicts transhumanism, which is like the convergence of human and machines. So like, you, you know, like if you've seen the cyberpunk trailers, you've seen like people and machine like having like people having like these augmentations to them and stuff that make them, I guess, better. Um, also, it was it was pretty interesting because like one of the uh, uh, authors of science fiction in that in the 1960s, he described he talked about this story called I think it was called Crash, and it's basically about like humans wanting to um, destroy themselves to make themselves new again, and it kind of relates to this because he, we're kind of wanting to like destroy ourselves and make our new selves new again in a certain way. I think it's super interesting about that at least. Yeah, um, but. I mean, I don't know, man. Is it really destruction? Because, you know, I know a lot of people are like, your body is part of you, but I don't think that's true. I think the only thing that really is you is your brain. So, or at least the patterns that consist, uh, or the patterns that are in your brain or whatever, you know, like. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm stupid, I mean, I kinda... so I can't give the right <laughs> terminology. But you know what I mean. I, I, I... I think that it doesn't matter because our bodies are just a vessel for us to operate in. I mean, I kind of consider it the same way. But I mean, I think you, but it is like you are destroying yourselves, but you're also adding something new to yourselves. And yeah. it, it talked about our, our kind of need to want to do that. And I'm not sure why we wanted to do that. I guess it's when we want to make ourselves better and we just want to improve ourselves, um, which I guess is kind of true. But I, I'm not saying anything bad against it. I definitely want some like cybernetic augmentations when I, when I, you know, when I'd have stretchy arms. Stretchy arms? Yeah. And I could, hey, like, you were I'll stretch my arm all the way down the hallway and knock on your door and then quickly put it back, and then you'll open the door and nobody will be there. And then you'll get pranked, dude. See, that's the culmination of all of human technology, just to prank you. That's why. Dare, dude, how exists. dare you prank me? Yeah, that's, Sorry, bro, that's I had to. I'm um, hypothetically pranking you with my cybernetic stretchy arm. With your hypothetical stretchy arms that are hypothetically pranking me. Um, but yeah, so if I were to sum up cyberpunk, I would say that cyber, <laughs> cyberpunk uh, may hold some message about how we as human beings will continue to let the free market trap us if we continue to do nothing, while also exploring the techno technological jail we put ourselves in. Or maybe it was just a made to like imagine a grim, dark, but really cool world that has like, you know, futuristic stuff. Um, but either way, I think it led to some really interesting content. Um, and I think, I, I yeah. Um, and I think the genre is definitely going to stay popular, at least for a while. And whenever we kind of reach that point where cyberpunk is today, I guess, then I guess it'll be like modern like it'll just be like a you know like what era it honestly won't like, take long yeah we're yeah i mean cyberpunk's like always depicted in the near future you know it's not yeah. was it wait wasn't um akira like depicted in 2020 it was actually uh i don't know if it was 2020 i think it was like 2019 actually yeah yeah that's funny um <laughs> yeah that is it is cool i i like looking at at things that are like it's supposed to be future, but it's like stuff that's already happened. Like, uh, yeah, it, you like, remember, uh, what's that uh, thing called 19, 
What? Back to the Future 2. Yeah, with uh, 2015. And then there was also uh, uh, 1984. Yeah, 1984. Um, Blade Runner takes place in like 2015, or no, 2013, I think. And they they depicted like uh, video calling, basically, because you went into the phone booth and you'd like, you you would call somebody and it showed like, you know, the camera going, yeah, Uh, which I think is really cool. Um, But I... Yeah, just just seeing what we could do now, I I think some elements of the future are, are I I think some things that we imagine for Cyberpunk will be that way. Um, but I'm I'm pretty cool with anything that happens. I guess I don't know. I'm just living, I'm just existing in this meat prison. Meat prison. Anyway, meat prison. This this prison of a body I live in. <laughs> meat is pretty gross, um, to be honest. We are meat, dude. I mean, like, um, I feel like another reason why, and I know I'm going a tiny bit off topic, but I think another reason why I want to, like, be cybernetic rather than, like, normal is because I honestly, like, the idea of meat freaks me out. It's just living tissue. It's all goopy and weird, and I don't know. You're making, yeah. <laughs> Cade, you're making me hungry. <laughs> um anyway that is all we have for today but i hope you like it um we're gonna be back next week to talk about the development and plot of cyberpunk 2077 Woo! Um, yeah woo! follow us tell your friends about us do whatever to get our name out because we're desperate uh but we love you guys bye i'm indifferent to your existence but hope you have a great day all the same